What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And today we're coming back for part two of our fall quarterly. In part one, we discussed the months September, October, November for the years 1988, 1993, and 1998. And now we're coming back for September, October, November of this current year, 2018. And I just got to say that we've got a list of things that we need to cover. And full disclosure, I haven't covered half of it. It's just been a busy fall for me, especially with all these little tributes. You know, there's a lot of editing to do. And... You know, when you're doing a recap for Equimini, for Volume 2, for Black Star, for Midnight Marauders, Soul Survivor, anything like that, like, you just get into this habit where it's like, look, like, this is really all, all I want to listen to. I know that I need to listen to, who's this something gun that we're supposed to recover? <laughs> Gunna and Little Baby. Gunna and Little Baby. Like, so I've got two things I can listen to. I can listen, either listen to Pete Rock Soul Survivor for the fourth time, or I can listen to this Little Baby and Gunna. And obviously I'm going to go for Pete Rock Soul Survivor. Right. So <laughs> that's what I did. So anyway, we'll start off with September. So we've got... Droga's Way from Lupe Fiasco released September 21st. And tell me, what'd you think about this album? So I have a homeboy who's a big Lupe fan. Um, I mean, I think he even went on tour with them. I'm definitely not mean no disrespect, but I, I, you know, I found this album really, really difficult to listen to. Okay. I want to say I tried to listen to it about three times. Really? And, you know, just I haven't been a fan of his most recent projects. You know, the whole like trap beats with like attempts at like catchy hooks but then like you're supposed to have like a second or third tier deeper meaning Mm -hmm. um i mean i think so i didn't get through the whole album but i think like the album is supposed to be in some way about like the supply chain of like drugs like how they come from like i don't know columbia or whatever i had a different interpretation of it okay i might be wrong because i I didn't listen to it enough (laughs) but uh but you know so like for example there was a song that like it like either samples or like the beat is like kind of like salsa merengue like like influenced and yeah. he's like talking about how he's poppy or some shit he's supposed to be the plug or something like i just don't care like okay. like he doesn't do a good enough job of investing me in his concepts anymore to a point where like i really want to know what these second and third tier meanings are behind the, the these songs and albums um and i just found myself getting bored and i couldn't listen to the whole so I will say uh, two things I need to respond to that. First of all, I had an entirely different interpretation of the album. And Mm -hmm. assuming that my interpretation is correct, I'm not saying it is, but assuming that my interpretation is correct, that would mean that your interpretation is wrong. And if that's Mm -hmm. the case, that actually highlights my second point, which is Mm -hmm. this is the problem with Lupe Fiasco. Okay. Right? (laughs) In the sense that like it should be clear enough to either one of us what he's trying to do okay my interpretation of this album was that this is almost it was less like a you know movement of drugs and more like the roots in the sense that you had the story of the transatlantic slave trade um it starts off with the africans and then it goes into slavery and Mm. then it kind of each as the album progresses i got Mm. the sense that it progressed into like these issues in the timeline of the african-american experience uh, Mm. you know in the united states because you know there was even this whole song with about like about fatherhood and the and and community Mm. and that was kind of like in the middle of the album so you can kind of interpret that as a point where like you know black families are starting to get ripped apart after Mm. we're already supposed to have our neighborhoods together Mm -hmm. that was my interpretation of it and i listened to it two times and i'm pretty confident that that's what he was trying to do Mm One of the things I appreciate about this album is that there are some really musical 
ideas that he has mm-hmm. and in a, a realm of music where a lot of this shit really sounds the same and i, I yeah. think you can say that about eras of music in general mm-hmm. but i mean like it deliberately sounds more the same than usual i think. I feel like he's been trying to do that on his last few projects like the te- the tetsuo and, and youth project I same deal right all all trap beats Okay. Well, what yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. what I'm saying is, in in a, in a in a realm of music where a lot of stuff almost deliberately sounds the same, I do appreciate him trying to incorporate some more music musicality into right, his album, right. right? So I think it's a concept album. I'll give him a little leeway, benefit of the doubt, in terms of what he tried to do. I think I appreciate what that is, assuming that my interpretation of the content was do accurate. You, do you feel like you walked away? feeling what he wanted you to feel or knowing what he wanted you to know on the on the other end of the album. I'm more confident that what I took from the album was the intended purpose than what you took. Oh no no no, it. I'm not confident but, but, at all. I'm not that, I'm not, I'm not that's I, not my argument at right. all. Right. Yeah. So so that being said though, I'm also not 100% confident. Okay. In the sense that you know, we talked about equipment. I recently, I walk away from those Andre 3000 songs and I know what I'm supposed to get. Right. And I think my problem with Lupe Fiasco is that this is also my problem with his fans. And I, <laughs> and I say this constantly, right? You don't really hear too many definitive arguments or strong arguments mm-hmm. against something coming from me, mm-hmm. unless there's a lot of hype. Yeah. That, and I feel like though my strong stance is more like a defense is like, no, mm-hmm. this is hype. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of people talk about how great Lupe Fiasco is. And Mm -hmm. I personally, I've never really felt that. Mm -hmm. And my thing is this, like, you may have some deeper underlying point, but if it's too complicated, if I really had to fucking do my homework to to get it, like, that's not a dope rhyme to me. And Mm you've heard me say this before. To me, I think the best MCs Mm -hmm. are the ones who can say something that yep. just about anyone can understand but when you when you try to write it it's really it's like damn near impossible right. to think to say it right. and that's not what this is in my opinion this is actually the opposite i agree wholeheartedly you know it's I mean? like it's like when you give a, a lecture or a speech on something yeah you're supposed to be the expert on it yes. right so you digest the information yes you synthesize it and you give it to this the audience so that they can understand it right but if if they need to leave and go do more research to figure out what you were trying to tell them, then you didn't do a good job of conveying what it is that the message is. Yeah, and you know, I was talking to one of my boys and he was trying to tell me, he was trying to defend Lupe Fiasco, and he's not even mm-hmm. a big fan, but he has respect for him. Right. And I'm not sure if the song he was referring to was Mural. Is that the one that's about mm-hmm. the Last Supper? Whatever Lupe, whatever Lupe Fiasco's song there was about the last supper is basically like he's rapping from the point of view of the characters in the painting mm. and my friend showed me like this little instagram video where like each of his little bars is is it highlights whatever particular person right, right. on the painting is saying it and i was like you know who, who has two thumbs and doesn't give two fucks about this is <laughs> this guy i don't care yeah. it doesn't impress me i don't give a shit yeah that's my so, problem i don't think he he invests us in and i and i think it's interesting because I disagree with you early on early Lupe. I mm-hmm. think the first album like Food and Liquor, okay. I think he did it he did it, he did a pretty good job um even in some of those stories. Even The Cool, I think The Cool is to me where he started to depart, but uh he still has some like good stories that I can really follow. Um but my issue is like 
I have trouble being invested enough in his projects and in his songs yeah. to really try to give a fuck like what's going on. And, and you know, he just kind of launches off into these stories. And, you know, I mean, we even talk about Jay, right? Like yeah. Jay's somebody who's who's even said best stories on his <laughs> song. But it's like you're Jay-Z and I don't give a fuck about your stories. Then yeah. if you're somebody else and you don't you, you don't do a good enough job of getting me invested in the story, I'm not following along with yeah. you. And, yeah. you know, just just my last point about Lupe and Fiasco, one of the reasons why I wasn't too fond of him when he came out is mm -hmm. that, and you're probably going to feel differently, but mm -hmm. if you understand where I'm coming from, I think you'll, I think you can understand my perspective in the mm -hmm. sense that, you know, I said before, like one of the reasons why I don't like Little Brother too much is that mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily hear anything different from other underground artists. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like they kind of borrowed some of the music from like 98, 99, and then they put something out. And I feel like when I first heard Lupe, I was like, he's just an underground dude. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's other underground artists who sound like him. Why? Yeah. Why Lupe? There's nothing yeah. particularly special here other than a few Pharrell beats. I, think, I don't I don't really care. I think what you what you're probably missing there is you know, and it's funny because where we are now is so far advanced, but yeah. you know, we have the childish Gambinos and we have mm -hmm. people like that. But there was this kind of missing void in hip hop for the the kind of nerdy, quirky black guy. You know, but, the, but the, the person him? who was a comic book nerd but who why et cetera. Lupe? He had bars, he could rap. I, he had a cosign from a major person, Kanye, okay. and and he could articulate the experience of the middle class black person who likes anime and comic books and et cetera. I think it's a cosign from Kanye because I mm -hmm. feel like the resume that you just listed out, mm -hmm. I feel like you probably could have lined out ten to twenty MCs who? from look <laughs> look. All right. So I appreciate that you're challenging me uh -huh. on this. Just keep in mind that around this time when okay. Lupe first started coming, came out, I was deviating. Okay. But I was also rebelling from a lot of the underground stuff because to me, it all blended together. It all, all right. sounded the same. And Lupe, to me, blended in right along with those cats. And so I'm just um, like, I don't under, I don't hear anything special here. I think Lupe is one of the one of the almost founders of what I'll call the blog era of of, okay. of, of rappers where you okay. had these the like I can name other guys like XV was one of the guys um you know there was there was like a whole almost subsect of hip hop that were these like middle class kids that were kind of nerdy that rapped about skateboarding and comic books and and shit like that right and Lupe was that but he was also he was also dope, right? And Lupe is a dope MC. Like I, I don't think you gonna argue it with that. Whatever. Man. I don't really. I don't really care. I don't care about dude, Lupe. Dude's got bars. Anyway, I'll take so your word for it. He can rap. He's co-signed by Kanye, which I think is very important, especially yeah, in this era. Time, like, that's yeah, for sure. if you if you're co you gotta you gotta have a co-signer. You don't matter. So he gets this huge co-sign. He comes in in this space, um, and then obviously Kick Push comes out, yeah. which I think was was the perfect kind of soundtrack for that that purpose the the i'm a middle class black kid who people don't understand me girls don't like me because i don't play sports i just skateboard and read comic books all day like that persona did not have a voice now childish gambino's making fucking movies and shit you know what i'm saying so i mean that identity and persona is mainstream now. i'll only challenge you on the point where you said it didn't have a voice i think it did have a voice it just wasn't in the in the public eye who, i think it what, had what a voice. rapper what rapper was that was that persona it's I don't know. I mean, it's hard. Well, again, okay, uh -huh. it's hard for me to really articulate that because I wasn't too invested in the underground. But what I'm saying is that when I first heard Kick Push, <laughs> it sounded like something like underground rap that I would that I would hear. Right? Mm. Like, all right, it, it sounds like one of those things where 
you go over to your, your friend's dorm and they got some shit on that you never heard and it's just mm-hmm. in the background. The artist, the MC doesn't really stand out in any kind of way. You kind of hear bars here and there. The beat sounds like, oh, it's cool. Like, it, it, it's cool. Yeah. But like, that's what that sounded like to me. It just, mm-hmm. it didn't sound like something that belonged on the radio, which is fine. That's not my issue. Mm-hmm. It just, again, I I always struggle to to see like why Lupe. I just, mm-hmm. I, I never yeah. really understood it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that Droga's wave is going to be the album that makes <laughs> you feel differently about him. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not here to stand for that, that uh, portion of his career. I, I definitely do understand what brought him here and what, why people, he appealed to people, but you know, taking this all the way back to our conversation that I guess was probably going to be released after this about uh, Deontay Wilder, right? Like, that's another issue that I have with Lupe fans or Lupe quote unquote stands, if you want to call him that is, you know, I ask them, well, you know, well, what's so appealing about this or, or <laughs> what's the deeper meaning or how did this touch you personally? And they can't give me a coherent argument as to why it's good. Right. They just want to say, yo, it's good. Well, why is it good? Because it's just too deep. You can't understand it. Okay, explain it to me. <laughs> well, it's just mad deep. You, you know, you, it was just, you know, you probably just didn't get it. Okay, then I just didn't get it. That's fine. I mean, I just, it just doesn't resonate with me. So. I feel you. No, I feel you. Anyway, you want to move on? So, yeah, we can move on to the Carter Five from Lil Wayne released September 28th. Did you give this one a listen? Most of it, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. I- I'll let you give your thoughts first because I know you listen to this one. I did listen to this one and it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> that being said, I only listened to it one time. Okay. And I remember when it came out, there was some buzz. Um, yeah. I-, I feel like... I think one of the things I like about this moment was that Carter Five comes out and it's like a really big deal for two days. <laughs> That's and every album it, now. Yes, but this yeah. one, this one very especially, uh-huh. like, cause, like people were really, really talk about it for two days. Uh-huh. Oh, did you listen to it? Did you like it? Uh-huh. Did you not like it? What did you think? Maybe it was too long. Maybe everything sounded the same. How were you able to get through this one sitting? The shit was hot. The shit was not like. Right. And then two days after that, like, mm-hmm. the conversation just dissipated. I didn't. I haven't heard about it since. Right. So I will say I listened to this. Um, I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I didn't really find the need to get too invested in it. The yeah. two songs that I did really like was "Dope Niggas" with Snoop Dogg, mm-hmm. and that's the one where he takes the explosive beat from mm. dr dre's chronic 2001 mm. which look obviously the you know that's a dope beat to begin with it's amazing but he did it justice i thought that song was hot mm. and the other one was a song called in this house i think it was in this mm. house it's one of the last two tracks on the album mm. and that's the one where he i guess when he was a child he tried committing suicide by shooting mm-hmm. himself in the heart mm-hmm. i didn't know about that oh wow but um i was captivated listening to that song mm. he wasn't trying to commit suicide he was uh as a kid just dumb and so i think he he's like found a gun on a, on a table or something and is like, that what it was yeah he accidentally had it pointed at himself i guess he was trying to like load it or unload <laughs> it or something and he ended up shooting himself in the chest okay well yeah. two other points i would like to make uh, and they kind of go together is that i know a lot of people were talking about the song mona lisa i didn't mm-hmm. really fuck with it yeah. kendrick was on it i didn't really care yeah and there was some lyrics on that as well as some other lyrics on the album where it was real kind of like emo yeah, whiny-ish. Yeah. When I was surprised to hear Wayne talking about this. Didn't like, those feel like Eminem songs? Uh, like if those songs were maybe. by Eminem, you'd be like, oh, that's not, that sounds like some shit Eminem it, it would make. It just sounded like, I'm not used to little Wayne being on a track like lamenting losing some chick. 
Uh, this is really confusing to me. I think, Hearing he always, from him. I, I think he usually would have like one record like that, like um, what was it, Prostitute Flames or like some of his like random, no, no, no. like he he would have the one record that's like that, and then all the rest of it is like, you know, the rest of the album. <laughs> okay, but uh, but my thoughts are just too many fucking songs. Yeah, um, which was a th- you know, which was a yeah. theme in 2018, <laughs> right? As well as as well as 1998. <laughs> yeah, it's like yo, you yo, I'm not gonna listen to all these songs. Um, but but it was like you said, you know, I went into this with very low expectations. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, Wayne can still rap. This album kind of sounds like two separate albums. Yeah. Some of those like whinier Eminem sounding songs sound like he made them back, you know, when everybody was making records <laughs> like that, like B.O.B. and all those dudes. And then he has some other ones that sound a little bit more recent. He also, like you said, he he had the whole like taking like records that are from like our time and then redoing them. He yeah. also had the special delivery record, which is the one that everybody's yes, playing did, out yeah. in the club and stuff like that. I was like definitely, that. I was definitely yeah. doing my shake when it came on. <laughs> I'm so uh, that was dope because I think it, it made it feel like he was a little more in touch with the pulse of the current culture. Because mm-hmm. I think the first time I heard that beat, it was like some some vi- viral video of kids in New York dancing. Oh, okay. So like there's a kid, there's like these kids sitting on this car, and then one kid does like a backflip off the car, and then they just start dancing, and they're like they're doing you know how New York kids yeah. be dancing in the street. Yeah. And that was the beat. So I think they must have heard that beat and been like, oh, this is crazy, and then he cool. did a song over it, which was dope. Swiss Beats is still annoying. I'm sorry. I know you. I know you. You feel differently now, but that voice. Ugh. Um. But yeah. I mean, it, overall, it was fine. I, I probably will never listen to it again. I won't. Um. But but it, I it, no it was listen, no reason to. Right. But it was straight. So on the same date, November 28th, we've got Dom Kennedy Volume Two. Yeah. I don't even know who Dom Kennedy is. Sad to say, trash. Like, okay. Album just not good. Um, second one in a row, not worth listening to. All right. I'm a big Dom Kennedy fan because he's from the West Coast. He, he represents the West Coast. Um, he has kind of a, a vibe that I enjoy, like kind of a more laid back vibe. He did put out between the last project and this project a project with uh, Hit Boy. Okay. Hit Boy and Dom Kennedy um, that I really enjoyed. But I think maybe it was because Hit Boy was behind the executive production. Um, I think Dom must just be a, a system guy, like, because mm-hmm. he's just he has no quality control. He'll put out a project that's absolute trash, and then at, you know after that he'll put out something that's worth listening to. So I don't get it. And this was not one of the ones that's worth listening. This is to. not worth listening to. Okay, well, was Logic Young Sinatra Four worth listening to? Let me let me take this one. So so <laughs> I you know how I feel about Logic. I yeah. really don't like I one I think Logic can rap his ass off. I do as well. I right. he can rap. Yeah. So I think he can rap, but I think the whole industry persona of him is corny as fuck and I I don't like it's it. It's unfortunate. And I feel like he now he plays into it. Like I yeah. feel like before he kind of he kind of tried to defy it. Like he's like, "Look, I know I'm this mixed dude that looks white and I don't really have like a whole like persona, but I don't care. I just rap. Like that's what he was he was saying he before. He was born he was born in the wrong time. <laughs> he would have thrived in the in the late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, I think. Yeah. But I mean, this whole like Every record is about suicide prevention and how we need to feel sorry for him because he comes from Gaithersburg, the Gat, and it's so hard. And you know, which Gaithersburg, um, Maryland? He's from right here. Oh yeah, he calls it the Gat on the album a lot. But anyway, I didn't realize Gaithersburg was like hard like that. That's the funny thing about it because it's like everybody I know from because I know a lot of white people from Gaithersburg and they straight. Everyone I know that's from Gaithersburg is like this is a middle class community. Yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, cool. I don't know. Because that's why I asked, I was like, which Gaithersburg? Okay. 
So yeah, right, cool. uh, uh, but uh, yo, I need like ten minutes to laugh. At that. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, yo, I need like ten minutes to laugh. At that. <laughs> but uh, but the thing I like about the young Sinatra thing is I, I think he he does kind of a good job of. He's got mo- kind of multiple different mixtape series, yeah. and he tries to accommodate different audiences through the different series. Yeah. And Young Sinatra, which he says this is the last one, but Young Sinatra is kind of more for the like boom bap and like soul sample crowd. Okay. So he, you know, he kind of caters to that a little bit more production wise, and I appreciate that because you know he's. You, I don't like that people just put out all trap because that's what's popping now. Yeah. Um, I like that he tries to vary the the sound of his project. Well, he did have a song that featured the entire Wu Tang Clan, which is the sure. only song that I listened to, <laughs> yeah. and I enjoyed it. I yeah. have to say. Method Man came with it, but you yeah. know who really came with it was Jizza. Uh, yeah. Jizza's verse on there was crazy. You didn't think they sounded a little washed? Like they sounded like his uncle. They was did. On well, track? Yeah, sure, okay. sure. Look, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's 2018. Right, right. You know what I mean? But Jizza surprised me. Yeah. I didn't think that Jizza was, was, could, could still do it and he could still do it. Yeah. The rest of them were kind of like, man. But Method yeah. Man, I think is in a good place now like method man has returned to a a place of relevancy for me in terms of if Uh i hear he's on something i'll 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 pay attention i think he put out a project this year did you hear it i did not uh i think he did i I might be wrong okay anyway so we can move on to october and from Mm -hmm. ti we got dime trap and this is a good one yeah i feel like when i when we talked about doing this and i was i put it on there you were like huh and i was like because i hadn't heard it i hadn't heard it but yeah man so really good so one of the things i always say about ti and people laugh at me is i feel like ti is actually kind of underrated just Mm -hmm. in that like first of all i think his career trajectory would have been even bigger than it is had he not gone to prison yeah but um He's like a Scarface, man. Like, like yeah. I, I don't, I don't I'm think sorry, that Ti. I'm starting to see that. I don't think Ti's ever put out a bad project. And and this is a really good one, though. Yeah, this is this is good shit. And it's it's, it's like, yo, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. And he's consistently putting out solid material. So. And he sounds good on the mic too. Yeah. Um, which can't be said for every, you know, MC who's kind of aged in the game. And he's probably mm-hmm. a little bit younger. Yeah. It's not like he's from the '90s era, you know. Right, right. His first big project that we all heard was, you know, early 2000s. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought that the beat sounded good. Mm-hmm. He had it a good mix of music quality, but still yeah. ha- made it sound like modern. Right. Uh, the two you- tracks in particular that I really, really liked came back to back. Mm-hmm. It was looking back and light day mm. the the beats on those just the music in general was was yeah. really good I, I'm, I was very very happy that i listened to this this very is also the project that has that dave Chappelle skit right where <laughs> yeah. dave Chappelle's like yeah. yo that shit is crazy yeah. yeah so um one of the things i want to say about him is uh yo for somebody who came out at the same time as the diplomats mm-hmm. you listen to how the diplomats sound now and how ti sounds and it's like night and day right like ti sounds refreshed he sounds relevant he sounds like he's a rapper of this era the diplomats sound like maybe they should just like drop maybe one song a year and just (laughs) just chill you know which they kind of do i i I would be fine with that (laughs) speaking of which i think they actually put out their project i don't think either of us have listened to it i obviously we'll have to talk about it in another episode because yeah all right so the next one we have is Ganglord Landlord from Mozzie, released October 5th. Gangland Landlord, Mozzie, Westside, one up top, Ock. I don't know who that is. So Ma- 
uh, let me go ahead and just say we've got mm. three other projects here released October 5th. Mm. We've got uh, Mud Boy from Sheck West mm. and Drip Harder from Little Baby and Gunna. Mm. I'm just going to say I haven't listened to any one of these. So just I'm going to give right. you the mic for the next five minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. So Mozzie, Mozzie to me is one of the only West Coast rappers right now that's like rapping about the gangbang life that I, I really believe. Okay. Um, Mozzie's from Sacramento. Well, actually, that's not true. There are some other people I believe, but they just suck. So Mozzie okay. actually makes music that I would be willing to listen to. Um, it's it's kind of repetitive in terms of the themes, but um, when I'm going for some like West Side gangbanging shit, Mozzie's the right person. So okay. uh, I enjoyed it. A lot of people were introduced to Mozzie through the Black Panther soundtrack because okay. um, Kendrick is a Mozzie fan, and Kendrick yeah. put Mozzie on on, Which on track one was of the records. On? It's been a while since I, I don't even to that. remember. It's been a while since okay. I listened to it as well. But uh, but Mozzie has a good good record on there. But yeah, um, so I mean the project was pretty much what I expected. Uh, Beats were banging. Um, had some Todd Dolla Sign on it. Okay. And um, you know just just shit about gangbang life and pulling hoes and all the all, all the ignorance that you you need every once in a while. Okay. Let's see what was the next one. Uh, Sheck West. Sheck West, man. You know. Uh, I don't know, actually. <laughs> he has a song called Mo Bamba that you've probably heard. Nope. Are you you go out occasionally, right? Yeah. Have you ever I heard, haven't been out that much. Have you heard a song that goes, ah, da, 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 with like no words? It's just like a dude moaning. Maybe. For, Maybe, yeah. That record is huge right yeah, now. Yeah, okay. Um, especially yeah, in New York. Yeah, I have York. heard it. Right. So that song is called Mo Bamba. I don't know why. Suppose well, sup- I know why. Supposedly he grew up with Mo Bamba, okay. um, the basketball player. Um, That's probably and, Mo Bamba's theme song. And then. so uh, there's actually a video of him and Mo Bamba in the club. Mo Bamba's jamming to the song Mo Bamba. But um, what if what if uh, every single time he scores, the Magic play like his theme song? That would be dope. Is that what? That, maybe they, they do. Should. That. Yeah, maybe they do. I don't know. <laughs> that, I, I'm sure that 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 there's probably actual words and they're probably very explicit. But um, because this dude like his 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 ad lib is like bitch. She says, bitch, all the time. Yeah, so like real okay. violent shit. Uh, apparently, dude, uh, dude's from Senegal, actually. Okay. Uh, grew up in Harlem. So Sham is like a big advocate for this dude, even though he doesn't say any words, just because he's African and from Harlem. But okay. um, yeah, dog, I don't, I don't got anything positive to say about that. Um, I think Mo Bamba's trash. I think he's trash. And I don't think he has any potential. No, no, no. I mean the song. Oh, Mo I was Bamba. about to say. No, no, no Mo, Bamba. Mo Bamba. can go. I told you I wanted the Bulls to, to draft exactly. Mo Bamba. That's I, I, I love Mo Bamba. No, I mean the song Mo Bamba is trash. Okay, okay. The album is probably trash. I think I did try to listen to a couple of songs and they were trash. The dude, Sheck West, is trash. I don't have anything positive to say about it. Well, do you have anything positive um, to say about Drip Harder from Lil Baby and Gunna? If you want... A record that sounds like everything out today this is your record you mm. know like that one drake song that everybody's listening to now how's that joint go oh if you want to do the shoot dance okay just put this on like this is like right. any 21 savage record any anybody who's out right now making shit that sounds like everything else everybody else is making right now this is a whole album of jams that sound just like that Okay. So yeah. So we're gonna move on to uh, October twelfth from Shy Glizzy. We have fully loaded, and yeah. I should have listened to this one to support the local, you know, local talent. But yeah. I, I just didn't get around to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess I should have too. I personally don't really care about Shy Glizzy, and yeah. that's, that's sad to say because he's supposed to be, you know, a, a, the big DC guy. I like Goldlink, and mm-hmm. I actually listen to Goldlink's projects, and I, I think there's a lot of musicality there. I've never listened to this album. I may try to listen to it eventually, but 
I never been a big Shaq Lizzie fan. Did you listen to Fetty from Currency and Freddie Gibbs? I did. Okay, tell and us I, about it. That album is hard. It's um, hard. It it's, goes. It's all Alchemist beats. Oh, so oh, you told me about this. Rise. I should have listened to this one too. So I've been I mean, sleeping, y'all. I've been I sleeping. could, I could literally just put all the lyrics on mute and listen to this album and I would still love it. Like okay. it's like, it's some murky alchemist shit. Like right, it's, I'm, it's I'm, dope. I'm, I'm gonna check this yeah. out for sure. So I mean, it's like the song, the structure of the songs isn't really there. It's really just them kind of trading verses over alchemist beats, talking about a lot of street shit or whatever, you know, typical Freddie Gibbs shit. But oh yeah, it was enjoyable. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we're just, you know, we're moving right along here. And uh, we're going to go into November. So November 2nd, we have FM from Vince Staples. Yeah. And this is another one that I haven't listened to. I did yeah. listen to one of his earlier projects, and I did mm -hmm. enjoy it. So I mm -hmm. should go back to listen to this one. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was okay. Just um, okay? My boy Lee's a big fan, and he really liked this joint. There was a lot of criticism around it because, you know, obviously Vince Staples is like, you know, street dude from, from Long Beach. There's even in terms of the subject matter here, right? There's a lot of violence and death, but it's a real stretch to radio. Like a lot of the records are like, they sound like like Bay Area bangers that you would dance to regardless of the, the uh, subject matter. A lot of his fans felt like he reached to try to create commercially appealing music. Mm. I don't really consider myself in the category of one of his fans. So I don't really kind of care either way. This is a record that I may revisit once or twice. But I'm not, I, you know, I'm not a huge fan of it. It's fine. Okay. Well, finally, something I did listen to, which I <laughs> am a fan of, is the Poison album from Swiss Beats released November 2nd. And uh, yo, so Carlos hit me up the day this joint dropped. And mm -hmm. he was like, yo, what do you think about Swiss Beats and the new project? I was like, oh, I, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. So he's like, yo, listen to it and let me know if I'm being a fanboy because I think it goes. <laughs> so I listened to it and right. I got to say, Carlos, I agree. I don't think you're being a fanboy. Mm -hmm. It goes to me. And yeah. I reached out to some other friends. They weren't really feeling it as much as Carlos and I were, but mm -hmm. I really liked this project. Mm -hmm. I thought it was good. Yeah, I gave it a second spin and I, I really enjoy it too. Okay. Um, I think I just need Swiss Beats to shut the fuck up one. But you, I, um, I think that's fair, but yeah. he didn't ruin it for me. He didn't entirely ruin it, yeah. but I mean, there's a thin line, right? Like okay. he, he did just, just enough to be annoying, but yeah. not so annoying that you turn it off. The other thing that annoys me that I found he did on maybe half the project, but not the entire the, project the when I listened to the whole thing. The drum kit. Them damn drum kit. <laughs> the damn military drums on yeah. every record. Like, my guy, we don't need it, military It wasn't on every record, record but yeah. it was on enough that yeah. your point stands. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, it was a really good album. Like, actually, I think it was one of the better albums of this year. Oh, I would absolutely agree. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't flawless. There's some changes I would yeah, make. Yeah, for sure. You don't maybe need we can make French it a, Montana. Maybe we can make it a classic. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I, yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily change it. It just, for me to make it the best album of the year, uh -huh. there was some tweets I would yeah. need to make. Does so, anything ever need French Montana, though? Well, exactly. Yeah, right. nothing ever needs French Montana. <laughs> but the the big one that I would I would take away because I like the beat. I just hated him on it. Was fucking gigs. Gigs, so Yo, trash. Gigs is not good. Can we just talk about gigs being trash? Actually, it's not even worth it. Gigs is trash. <laughs> Don't put gigs on anything. I'm sorry. And it, this is not a US UK thing because there's a lot of UK artists I love, but 
gigs is absolute hot garbage. Anyway, next. So, the, <laughs> so well, because I want to keep talking about this. So uh -huh. there was an artist whose performance you and I disagreed on, mm. and that was that of Jim Jones, who I'm not a Jim Jones fan. I don't, I don't hate him, but I'm not a Jim Jones fan, but I really liked him on Preach, and I, I think you felt differently. I didn't think he was bad. I just okay. thought it was just real typical Jim Jones. I think you thought he had like a stellar performance, and I was just because like, Because okay. I, I just like the song. Like, oh, the, the I just thought hard. it was dope, and I thought he sounded good on it. yeah. So uh, the main highlight I think for everybody is mm. the the echo joint with Nas on it. Yeah, uh, that joint is fire. That joint is fire. That joint is fire. Um, I like the fact that that song doesn't have many drums, mm. and neither does the next one from uh, which is Cold Blooded from Pusha T. And I gotta say, yeah. I'm not the biggest Pusha T fan. Yeah, he did his fucking thing on this oh, track. Yeah. I if, thought if I were going yo, to sequence this album though, I wouldn't have put the two records with no drums back fair. to back. That um, might be fair. You know, especially on an album that your percussion tends to be similar. Yeah, I would definitely space those two out yeah 25 soldiers mm. with young thug was cool but the joint that i really love was the stunt featuring my man two chains mm. dumb ignorant ass hook one two three four five six seven eight nine ten times on you niggas i stunt like literally that's all he's saying is this what you want it was dumb as hell but i that's the kind of ignorant that i'm here for right. i'm here for that kind of ratchet ignorant shit i loved it i, I like two chains verse on it it was cool yeah. but um but yeah the uh the other one big one which i which i skipped over was the one with the with the locks and kendrick yeah. something dirty pick goddess i thought that joint was hot too yeah i thought that joint was crazy um i actually didn't need kendrick on it um i i didn't feel like the hook was anything phenomenal or yeah. necessary but I didn't the, mind it. I but liked the it. verses were, were just so dope. Yeah. Um, and then I like, at first I didn't know why it was called Pit Goddess. And then I, they kind of let you know what that's about on the way right now. So I like that record. Yeah. So anyway, that joint was fire. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely like that project from Swiss Beats. Carlos, you have my cosign. You're not a you're not just a, a stupid fan. Um, <laughs> I think you have valid opinions as, as to why you, you, you like this album. Yeah. So the next one, the big one. Uh, <laughs> November 16th from Anderson Park. Yes, Lord! <laughs> we got Oxnard. And this is the yeah. one that when we did our, our baby awards from 2017, mm. My answer to the, you know, what's the project you anticipate the most? Mm -hmm. This was it. And I said that I wasn't even sure if Anderson Park had music coming out in 2018. Mm -hmm. I was just guessing. Right. Well, I was rewarded because, man, like, when I, when he actually released the release date, it was sometime mm -hmm. in like, September-ish time frame. He releases like, oh, it's gonna be no November 16th. Like I had it down on my calendar. <laughs> and then I woke up that day, I immediately went to Spotify, I downloaded it and I started playing it and I was rewarded. Yeah. <sighs> if you haven't heard this album, uh, definitely check it out. It's, it's uh, it to me, it, it's definitely an album of the year candidate. Um, oh, for sure. Know, just dope. And, and there's certain records on here that like, he raps better than the rappers and, and it's funny <laughs> yeah. to say that right because it's like i feel like in 2018 we kind of learned some of these singer niggas are better than than everybody who can rap now because even this tory lane shit right like yeah. a lot of people consider joiner lucas to be a, a formidable foe in terms of uh mcs right he's he's seen as one of the the uh premier mcs but um yeah, man, Tory Lanez was giving him some work, yo. And and, mm -hmm. and now everybody's like, oh shit, this singer dude. And and you know, same here, right? Anderson Pac supposed to be kind of, you know, he's like kind of a, a singer, rap singer. But uh yeah, man, he got off on, on some of these joints. So we've heard some criticism about this album as well, right? 
I think it's unjust. Well, well, let's just go into the criticisms that we have heard about it. So mm. what were kind of some of the negative things that, that you heard about it? The only negative thing that I was hearing was people were like, oh, well, but it's not Malibu or it's not better than Malibu or it doesn't compare to Malibu or, you know, so they were trying to say like, it's a good album, but he's not taking his career to another level or doing things differently. Yeah, I, I um, disagree with that. One I of the other, I guess, negative criticisms I heard was just like, oh, yeah, you could definitely tell Dre was all over this. Oh, and yeah, he just kind of handpicked that. the beats. And this is like, yeah. first of all, was Dre the executive producer? I don't think so. Let's look, let's look at this real quick. So Dre is listed as the executive producer, mm -hmm. but he didn't have that many beats on here, though, did he? I think he, he was credited with two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really care if he was credited as executive producer. I don't care if he did handpick the beats. Mm. He did a good job of it. What I can what, hear the ones that he that he had influence on, but yeah. it doesn't I mean to me it didn't hinder the album at all. What I will say is I think that there are probably songs on Malibu and even Venice that are better than Maybe. Ma yeah, maybe. Right, yeah, I'm just saying I'm willing to entertain solid, the right. argument that V has better songs on other albums. Mm -hmm. But as far as a solid piece of music from mm -hmm. start to finish, I don't think those albums touch this. And that's yeah. high praise. And yeah. it's just it just goes to so show just how good this album is. Right. I let my brother know about this album. In fact, I was letting a lot of people know. I was even hitting up people. I was like, yo, happy Anderson Pac release day. Like, <laughs> you know, this is a very good day for us. And I let my brother know about this. He had no yeah. idea what I was talking about. Yeah. He didn't even understand the language. I was, I was like, what's an Anderson Pac? I was like, oh, he's a musician, right? Mm -hmm. So he listens to this and he's like, wow, this is this is amazing. Right. And he says, like, he says, I think I've been taking music for granted, or rather, I've just been used to like average shit. Yeah. Um, and I think the artist in particular he was referring to was Drake. I wanted him to articulate mm. specifically who did he think was just like run of the mill. Right. And he he said that listening to this Oxnard album mm. reminded him of the first time he listened to Equimini and the wow. first time he listened to Black on Both Sides. Wow. The experience of listening to those albums start to finish and just mm -hmm. sitting back and being like, Wow. Right. That was an experience. And that's what I got from this. Yeah. I was talking to Haas and she was sitting there and like she was giving me feedback as she was listening to it, right? Mm -hmm. So because I'd actually listened to the album before she did, because mm -hmm. I got to work before she did. Mm -hmm. So she's in the car and she's like, oh my God. And she's sitting there like every single time a new track comes on, she's just sitting there cussing <laughs> Anderson Pac out, which to her is a compliment. Oh, okay. Right. She's like <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, I kind of want to go more into this specifically. I mean, mm -hmm. what kind of specific uh, tracks were were you really feeling? Well, first I want to say, and I think you articulated this just off mic, but um, tense. It came out as a single. I'm like, I wasn't yeah, it's feeling cool. it as it's a fine. Yeah, I was like, it's, it's straight. I, yeah. I, you know, hearing it within the context of the it's album, so good. it's better, right? Like, it's, it's so like, good. I find myself, <laughs> and now, and now, even when I'm not listening to it, I find myself just like singing it along to myself. Yeah. Uh, the, the song stayed in my head. Yeah, it's yeah, so weird the so way that works. But my my biggest highlights are um, Brothers Keeper with Pusha T. Okay. Yeah. Um, the joint with Snoop Dogg. All right. Joint with J Cole. The joint with Q Tip. But I will say, I think Q Tip underperformed on it. Yeah. What I was telling people was that even though Q Tip did produce it, that beat needed Andre 3000. As did yeah, this it would have been amazing. And yeah. and Sweet Chick, Sweet Chick and and Trippy are probably my highlight highlights. Okay. But anyway, 
I enjoyed the beginning of this album more, and mm. the song that really did it for me was Savior's Road. Mm. Um, I loved that it kind of switched up the pace a little bit, added this uh, different aspect of the musicality. Right. I was just really, really feeling that. Uh, the, you know, the the vocal contribution from whoever that was, but it almost <laughs> sounded like some kind of. Uh, West African mm. ensemble chorus, something like that. Yeah. But it was just really, really dope. One of the other joints I keep harking back to is uh, Six Summers as well. Yeah, I, I know you beat, love that one. I love the way the beat switches up on that. Yeah. And just like, yo. I think when I first heard the fr the beginning part, yeah, I found that chorus to be annoying. Okay. But then when it switched up, then yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It goes much better with the second beat. <laughs> yeah. So, but either way, I can't reap enough praise on this album. Yeah. Thank you, Anderson Pac, for, you know, delivering. Because that's the other thing, too, right? Uh -huh. Like, these things could easily go the wrong way like it could, mm. could go it could go you know several ways and the, the two bad ways it can go it could either be just really 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 disappointing or it could be like just meh and right. you have hardcore fans that vouch for the album right. and the other folks who don't and then you get this split and right. now it's just like oh well you've got this kind of j cole effect where he's yeah. polarizing yeah but now it's just like no you can't do that anderson yeah. pock is that fucking this is dude. just an amazing album but yeah. i think though i think we've also gotten to a weird time where like i think this album should be like a layup in terms of like if you want to say that an album is good and like yeah people are like trying to be like <laughs> oh no but it's not that good because of this nah. other album and i'm nah. just like all right, no. let's say you never heard Malibu. <laughs> let, 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 let's just do it like that. Let's say you never heard Malibu. Is this album an amazing album or not? It like is. It's just an amazing it album is. on its own. But uh, we just got into a point where, with musical discourse where it's just annoying. That To me, I've gotten to a point where I don't think I try to have intelligible conversations or intelligent conversations about music with most people because mm -hmm. I just don't value their opinions anymore. No, I, I and so you. like that's one of the reasons I enjoy this format because like when you and I talk about music, yeah. which we talk about music on all the mic or off the all mic, the right? Like I value your opinion. I know where your opinion is coming Even if you from. disagree, even right. if I disagree with yours, the respect is always there. Right. So I mean, but yeah, man, it's like when you're talking about music, it's almost like people have like a certain angle. Like yeah. when, I, when I ask, when I tell somebody, yo, have you heard that Anderson Pock? And they're like, it's not Malibu. I'm just like... If you want Malibu, listen to that Malibu. It's still a right. Malibu is a really good album. <laughs> this album is just really good too. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean the only song I can say without a doubt uh, on Malibu that might be better than anything on here is um, "Come Down." What about "Carry Me"? Maybe that joint's amazing. It's I really, still listen to that joint. It's a really day. good. I'm, I, but I mean, like, yeah. but. You don't have to knock this just because you right. like some tracks on that one. And then right. Malibu's a really good album. Right. Venice is a really good album. Exactly. It's not as good as Malibu. Exactly. But, you know, anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you for Anderson Park for delivering. Yeah. Um, this is one of my highlights of the yeah. year. So. Uh, the next one is uh, Black what, Thought. Yeah, okay. yeah there's, one, there's one from Black Thought, uh, Streams of Consciousness, I think okay. is what it's called. Uh, volume... Streams of Thought, Volume 2. Okay. I really only got to kind of skim it. Like, I listened to it. It's almost kind of more of like a freestyle format type of project where it's just like kind of him I kinda rhyming like that, over though. some beats. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you heard the first one, Volume mm -hmm. 1, but same concept. So that it sounds like cool. something I would enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the other one that I had that I actually didn't get a chance to listen to, but just came out as uh, by J.I.D. Okay. You were bumping that as I was coming in. I was in bumping here, it as you were coming in, but I only got it through a few songs. Oh, okay. uh, DiCaprio 2. Tell me about who is that because I haven't heard of him. So JID is J Cole's artist. 
Um, oh, okay. He's from Atlanta, a real short dude. Um, he, he came out with a project. He actually can really flow. So, you know, I'll, I'll refer you to some of his, his older stuff. Uh, but, like, he kind of fashions himself and they kind of purpose him in this post-outcast Atlanta type of vibe. In my mind, I don't think he's necessarily on that level. But, mm-hmm. I mean, that's like the, that, those are the upper echelons of hip-hop all time. Um, but in this era... I think he um, he definitely has work like he's got smoke and he and he another thing that I like is I like people that like healthy competition. Yeah. And one of the first things he said when he was promoting this album was he said, you know, tell TDE we're coming for him. OK. And I I'm like just that. like, OK, like you know, because like J. Cole's been kind of trying to build his own little thing for a while. He's got boss. Now he's got this J.I.D. dude. He's got like I think he's got some other folks that he's trying to bring up. And I, I don't I don't remember other names. But, um, you know, TDE, as obviously is barreling along, they got their their camp and they got their folks and they're kind of the premier. Like if you if you're looking for hip hop in this generation that you can play for people our age and you can play for young folks young like folks, yeah. TDE is 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 it. They got Kendrick that sits on top of the, yeah. the throne and then they got everybody else. Right. Um, well, here you got J. Cole that sits on top of this throne and, you know, he's kind of trying to build out his his own roster as well. So that's, I really appreciate that's that. That's good. That's what we need. Right. And if you're Kendrick, you should want that as well. Oh, definitely. You should. Yeah. So, yeah, because you need more competition. I mean, it, yeah. all that does is just inspire you to make better shit. Exactly. So, exactly. So I really hope Dreamville, I, you know, if I could give Dreamville advice, I would say, you know, step outside of your box and find a singer, a, yeah. a, a very amazing singer. Not to say that SZA is an amazing singer, but, uh, but you know, she is somebody who made it where TDE was like a West Coast rap imprint that was founded by a gangbanger and, you know, employed a bunch of dudes from the hood who were friends with each other who put out music. And SZA's, the signing of SZA kind of brought them out of that box so that people kind of took them seriously as like, yo, this is a label now. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't know that Dreamville has necessarily done that yet. Like, well, maybe I feel they're like, just getting started. Yeah, 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 I feel like that, that, that would be a good affirmative step that will kind of take them to where they're seen, like how a, t- a TDE is seen. So, okay. Yeah. So I think that should wrap it up for our fall quarterly. And I apologize to all of our listeners for myself not being as well prepared for this episode. I hope that the projects that I skipped didn't need my thoughts. I'd like to say that I covered the really important ones, although it sounds like I need to go back and check out this uh, Fetty album yeah. from Currency. And, and Freddie Gibbs. Right. I also need to check out this Black Thought and the JID, it sounds like. So yeah. cool. Yeah. So anyway, so, we'll probably have some thoughts on those in the future. And you know, uh, maybe maybe we'll try to tackle that Swiss Beats if we get time. So yeah, so we're going to. This should probably wrap it up for our 2018. We're going to come back in 2019 with our our awards episode, which we wanted to get done this month, but both you and I are going on trips. So yeah. in fact, by the time our listeners hear this, we'll be on our trips. Right, right. So yeah, but we'll we'll come back. We got some fresh content for 2019. So thank y'all for tuning in for another year. I know. Peace. Peace. To and wild just to be a Bennett Off of Rivington, we fucking up some sweet chick She go vegan on the weekends Hell nah, you shouldn't be eating dick I got me a freak, bitch And she nasty, she wild, she a free spirit After me, she gon' let the whole team hit it Goddamn, why can't you be more discreet with it? I'm at peace with it Come on, peace, kid Yeah, ain't much Look 
Okay, I got me a cheap bra. Should be tipping, but she put them dollars in her bra. She be cussing out the managers at restaurants. Every time we go to dinner, shit is free of charge. I got me a cinephone. Kinda sorta what she popping on the Insta though. She gon' have a million followers by the winter time. After that, should be somebody that oh, I used to know. No. And hard to understand though She in love with all the trappers from Atlanta uh, Introduced her to T.I. And that was the last time I had her Got a skater bitch She a gamer Gotta take her to arcades and shit She be watching anime While I'm laying dick Wanna go to Comic Con I'm like come down a bit I like gangsta shit uh, Speaking of which Got a gangsta boo Met her mama and her grandmama gangsta too With the drama keep the llama in the daisy do shit If I try to take her to the party she gon' shoot up the room